What's going on, everybody? I am Drew Brumfield. Join with me today is Ian Burkhead Cunningham. Hey, yo. Hello, and we are talking to you guys about the 1995 book, um, This Stick Knife Gun. I couldn't have said it better, better myself. By yeah. Jeffrey Canada. Um, quick little bit of history about this book. It is a personal memoir um, about Jeffrey Canada's life, and it details his coming of age in the uh, South Bronx uh, district, and it kind of just... It doesn't go in chronological order of his life, but it just shows the escalation of violence that he's seen over his life. Uh, hence the title, you know, starting with just kind of minor fistfights and eventually escalating up to even like gang violence. And it just kind of shows um, how that escalation of violence uh, gets into like the youth and how people think and all that. Uh, it's just a deep dive into this guy's personal history and what he's seen throughout. Yeah. And like also like, the lasting effects of growing up mm-hmm. in that area and like being exposed to that violence. Yeah. Cause even when he does eventually um, like move out and get his own family, that's it still is with him. That is like where he grew up and it's oh, like yeah. a part of him. Yeah. And he's always going to have uh, that personality that he's been literally beaten into him. Uh, he's always have that. Like he'll always have a hierarchy of like, strength almost you know mm-hmm. like that's how you earn your way up in the bronx is fighting people yeah no definitely um so i guess just like as we get into it um you know how did how did how did you feel about this book did you enjoy reading this book ian i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. now i'm gonna be honest i got a different version of the book you got a fancy copy i got a, i wish i had yeah, your if copy you could call a fa- uh, comic book version of the book <laughs> fancy yes i got a fancy mm-hmm. copy uh, I got uh, it's it's the same story and everything. It's just literally a graphic novel. I uh, didn't mean to get it, but I got it, and <laughs> I'm very happy I got it because it made the book so much more enjoyable. It put images to everything, and like I don't know, it it it, it was just a different way to yeah. read. I haven't written a what read a comic book in a good while. Yeah. So honestly, I think the way this story is like um, told is. It works better for a graphic novel stuff because I listened to it. Or I'm sorry, I, I'm gonna say I listened to it because I also had an audiobook version of this. Fancy. Um, so, but when I did, I could like picture these events in my mind. But I think it does work a lot better in a graphic novel because these are divided up into different stories. Uh, the different chapters are. So I think it works as having that illustration, so you can actually. Uh, kind of better visualize these events as they like unfold in his life. So, and I think that like stories like these are better with images because mm-hmm. it's life story, mm-hmm. and sometimes like professional author or not, it is hard to imagine the situation within our own head, and we need some help. Yeah. So it helps. It's it's that age old thing. An, an image is worth a thousand words. Yes, if exactly. I if I tell you, oh, I. Or when he says, "I grew up in the South Bronx," we each, me and you, actually yeah, have a never, different. We've never been to the Bronx. We yeah. don't know what the Bronx is. I don't like. know. We don't have any imagery of it. To me, my first image, I think of something that looks like downtown Louisville, because that's where yes. I grew up, and like kind of the riskier part of Louisville. Um, but that's not that's not really what the Bronx is like. So, um, it's just, uh, yeah, no, it's a lot better with a more like visual medium. Oh yeah. Completely agreed. I, it's like, I, well, honestly, whenever I think of the Bronx, I think of uh, Captain America. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he's from the Bronx and stuff. Which, by the way, like, that's a comic book, so... Yeah, you know, I, I'm making references today. I'm making references. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that's like, it is a lot different from than, like, the real-life Bronx. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, well, this is a comic book, too, Drew. Oh, shoot, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> see? See? Everything's a comic book. <laughs> How do we know that Wait. Captain America isn't real? Yeah, he, he. we just haven't found him in the ice yet. He's still in the ice. Exactly, exactly. This just... is a relevant topic for this conversation right now. All right, <laughs> you're right. Um, well, going back to the, the relevance of it, uh, did you have, like, a favorite... Because uh, as we said, this is divided up into stories, and they're not stories that are chronological to his life. They're stories that start off pretty, like, mild manners, kids fist fighting, doing that, to eventually, like, m- escalating more in violence. Uh, so do you have, like, a favorite, like, story? Did you prefer, like, more of the uh-huh. smaller ones? or I really enjoyed... Mm, I, I like the names, like, the story, like, calling mm. them stories, but they're, like, lessons. They, they are, are yes, literally lessons yeah. for him. And I really liked... The lesson that um, <clears throat> where he was playing checkers, mm-hmm. I think it's checkers or like, something. Like I think it was chess. Uh, it was whatever. It was I, a don't, board I don't game. remember. Yeah, he's playing, playing with a board his, game. Uh, friend, I can't remember, like cousin or something like yeah, that. Like he's buddy. like a friend's cousin or whatever. Yeah. And there's this guy they called the runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's running right behind him or something like that. And yeah. He's got a gun. It's the first time he's seen a gun and everything like that. He's heard guns prior. But this is the first time he's seen one. And he's never handled a situation like this before. So instantly his eyes caught on it. And he's... The runner is running from something or somebody. And this woman comes out with a rifle, I want to say. And aims it at the runner. But our our protagonist is in the way. And he freaks out. He, he doesn't know what to do. And instead of getting down, which he is later, which is a lesson, is just yeah. lay, lay down. Um, he chases the runner, and he goes into the same alleyway as him, and gets a f- gets a gun pointed right at his face. And I don't know, th- that just kind of stuck with me. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why. No, it's it's a it's big a little scarring, honestly. Yeah. He no, went from is. a scary situation to a scarier situation yeah. where he could have died, and he he's just like. The only reason I'm not dead is because this guy was a professional. Like, yeah. He knew what he was doing. And I think the guy literally goes, damn, almost shot a kid or something like that. Like, or something like uh, he makes a quote on it. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's all, it's a big lesson to, you know, we, we have these images of, or like these ideas like, oh, if I saw a criminal, like I would totally like try to stop him or try to like be the hero. I don't think that's what he was trying to do, but no. it was a lesson in like, it's a lot different, I, like, saying that. Like, yeah, you know, we, we would all say, like, yeah, we we tackle the purse snatcher and, mm-hmm. like, try to save. But it's a lot different when the purse snatcher has, like, a firearm pointing at your skull. It's fight or flight. So yeah, it's, he chose flight, and it just didn't work out for him. Yeah, no, he, fl- he flew in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, Should have flew in the direction of the floor, but, you know. Yeah, which, again, like, of course, hindsight. And, yes. you know. Uh, I I, I, we can't make comments. I mean, like. Well, we haven't been in that situation yeah. between two gunmen like that. Mm-hmm. We were very privileged not I, to be in that. I've say the only the only time I, there have been guns around me is like we've been shoo- I've been shooting at clay pigeons. Oh. So it's like um, I can't like no one can really know exactly how they're going to react when they're in that scenario. Even like trained officers don't know how they're going to react if um, if they're under fire. Yeah. Like they can simulate everything and do all the thing, but not until they get into that real 
real life scenario, like, will you know what's going to happen? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think this is a good illustration. I think that's a good illustration of just like he was a scared kid and he didn't know what to do and he made the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's lucky he got out alive. Exactly. Making that wrong decision. Yeah. It's like um, I grew up in a small town in Indiana, Franklin, Mm -hmm. Indiana, and I grew up in kind of the poorer region. I wouldn't say ghettos, but I was a block away. Yeah. And so there's always been guns around me. I have never been shot at. I've always heard them. Yeah. And my parents were very, very uh, protective of me <laughs> in that way. They always, like, don't go out after this certain time. Don't don't travel too far and everything like that. So I don't know. Maybe that's why it the, the story stuck with me so much. Because mm-hmm. it was like a throwback to like my lessons as yeah. a kid. Well, I mean, yeah, because one of my favorite stories, uh, Gang Unto Me, is actually, it's much earlier in the um, book, and it's not even that, like, violent or graphic. All it is is just a, um, he's just hanging out with his friend, his buddy, and uh, he's a bit younger, and he's like, he's never fought, he's never done anything like that. And the older kids come and are like, hey, uh, John, I heard uh, Jeffrey, who's the author, he says he can beat you up. He's never said that. Mm-hmm. But they're just trying to get him to fight, and they're just like, if if they back down, they're seen as cowards, and then they're going to have to fight more, or they have to fight now. Yes. And it's a, I don't know, I think that stuck out with me because... That's his first interaction with the streets, really. Yeah, that is his first, that's his first, like, it's an initiation into, th- and yes. he even admits, like, he doesn't know how to fight. Neither of them did. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to act tough for the bigger guys. And I remember, like, that's such a... That is such, like, a kid reaction no matter where you're from. Like, you can, like, I remember feeling that way. It's like, I don't want to be seen as a little scared kid. Like, if, like, my sister's friends were, like, no, I'm, like, the big tough guy, even though I'm, like, three foot, three feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I remember, like, that feeling, and um, I understand, like, why he, why they did fight. He had no ill will towards his friend. He never did. They were talking fine until the big, the big kids came by. Um but it's just a, it's a sense of, and I think that really like drove home, like what the book was saying was violence isn't always just used as a way of, um, as a way of aggression. It's also like, it's also used to like stop, yes. establish doubt, oh, dominance. The way <laughs> I me. saw, I saw their whole fighting ring type thing as, mm. um, how do I say this? Like the Vikings. Yeah. So you have the strongest at the top. Yeah. And the weakest at the bottom. And that was the same same hierarchy that was happening in the Bronx. They yeah. were fighting their way up and whoever won earned more respect. Yeah. And that's um, how it is. Yeah. It, there was no ill will towards each other. Oh, in no. fact you could even yeah. be friends with someone you fought. Yeah, it's which he became closer friends with that one, the one yeah. kid and he fought. So Yeah, no, I remember um a little back in like my uh childhood, which maybe this is why this spoke to me, is I've gone. I got into a fight with um, this one kid, and we were friends up until that point. Little Drew Brumfield throwing hands. Hey, I will admit, I've only been like two fights in my life, and I've won both of them. They were hey. both like middle school fights, so like it's not much. It's like two kids that ha- that two really skinny white kids that have no business fighting, yeah, yeah. fighting. But I definitely won both. Um, but yeah, no, I just remember like I had no ill will towards him. I don't think he had it, but it just a random conversation came up of just like who would win in a fight? It's just that middle school thing. Like you always have those. And then he was just, 
he was really adamant, and I think a lot of the class agreed, like, nah, Drew's probably got this or whatever. And then he swung his fist at me, and then we just started fighting. I had a, I have a funny story about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so my very first fight I ever got into was on accident. Hmm. Um, it was with my friend, and we were having a dispute yeah. over a ball. We were not kids, but we were we were like teenagers. Yeah, we were getting there, maybe thirteen or something like that. Yeah, and we. Uh, I don't know how my fist met his face, <laughs> but my fist met his face, and there Ang- was just anger took over you. Like, I wouldn't say anger. I just actually, yeah, I'd say anger. It was okay. like passion in the moment. Like yeah. it, he had riled me up to such an extent, and I, it takes a lot to rile me up. Yeah, no, like it, I'm a very cold-headed, calm person, hmm. and oh, I broke his nose. <laughs> I broke <laughs> it with just one good. Pop, and I'm like, I felt so bad and everything. And we're still friends till today. Yeah. But like, yeah, he knows who's better than him. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you feel you feel like you have dominance over them. Oh now. Yeah, yeah. And that's always and toxic that's, masculinity. Yeah, it is a thing. Yeah. It's just like it's not only like in kids, but just in our society in general. If you can, if you can win in a fist fight for whatever reason, you're seen as like the alpha male. Yeah. It's like our most basic instinct. It's. It's a dated uh, way of judging somebody yes. by brawn and strength. It's a, it's a passing thing, hmm. which it leads to toxic masculinity, I argue, because it's all judging people on who they can beat the crap out of yeah. and not of their worth otherwise. I mean, there's respect other than that, but the streets in this book... He talks about he's like the streets just don't respect you if you back down if you if yeah. you, if if you are the better man and back down and stuff like that you're just yeah. even like it's honestly he describes it and um I lost the quote but uh, he essentially says along the lines of it's it would be better to fight and just get being up than back down because if you back down then essentially uh you're seen as a coward and you have to fight more. Oh yeah, but if you if you fight one person and lose, they know where you're at, mm-hmm. and so they won't mess with you anymore. And you can't fight the same person over and over. No, because That's it's essentially it's essentially you you almost have to like fight everyone like once I saw, to just like, put yourself in the pecking not order. To, like judge the hierarchy here, you yeah. know. But what is the point of that? Like, <laughs> you may lose once. Yeah. But why can't I come back? And earn my stripes again. Well, oh, you like work out and like yeah. come back. Like, man, you got to keep yourself in tip top shape. This is yeah. like the streets UFC, dude. You just be ready to throw hands twenty four seven. Yeah. Well, I think that I th- yeah I think I think if and you wouldn't are you, wouldn't you run out of people to fight? That's yeah. No, that was my biggest thought. It was like, wouldn't you run out of people to fight? Essentially, I think it is a. If you're like one of the older kids, you don't have to fight as much unless like a trans like a new kid comes into the yeah. town. But like, essentially, when it's almost like you become of age, and then those kids fight, and then that's it, and at that point you just wait for the next generation. Yeah. Or I guess, and I guess, maybe the idea is like, as you get older, you fight more bigger kids because they did. They did say that they start fighting in schools. Yeah. Well, they they did say that like they won't fight. It it is they do almost kind of like do at UFC regulations where it's mm-hmm. like they'll only fight people if they're like close enough to wait. Yeah, and they don't they don't go for the face. They don't Yeah. um and stuff like that, but like I, they're not actually trying to hit each other. Yeah. They're just showing dominance. And I think the part of this, the whole reason they're doing it is cuz they're 
they're toughening up the youth. Yeah. So when they finally reach school, they can defend themselves uh, from other kids from other blocks. Yeah. Like in the book. And ev- yeah, even like the very first story, it's talking about like the mother is talking oh, yeah. about, and he goes on this whole tension about um, how parents don't wa- parents don't want their kids to fight clear but they would rather have their kids fight than have them get beat up mm-hmm. and so they tell them they'll tell their kids like if they're messing with you i don't care what the school board said you if they hit you you hit them back yeah because you have to fight for yourself that's, that's exactly how my grandfather was he was yeah. like if you get in a fight you hit back you just yeah hit back you yeah, know i'm pretty sure like when i got like because i got in trouble when i was little mm-hmm. for doing that is and of course, like the school boards do, did all these things where it's like, oh, you, you can't be fighting. You should have went to a teacher and all this. And then I remember at one point, my dad pulled me out to the side and I was like, did he hit you first? And I was like, yes. And I was like, and you fought and you defended yourself. I said yes. And I was like, you did good. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And then like that was it. I don't even think like my mom like learned that he said that, but that was and that was the lesson when I was a kid. I got the same lesson he did of, you don't like the schools don't want you to fight, but the rule is like you have to defend yourself and um these kids learn that at such like a young age and um it's just implemented into their lives that and it carries over into adulthood it was like one of his i want to say his first very first is the lesson of family yeah uh, the, in a the tough one, cruel way yeah, the uh, one the one about like uh one his of his brother's bro- jacket exactly yeah and he, though he did not take Hand, like hands yeah. like he wasn't part of it but because it, it was the learned. middle brother that's yes. and the older brothers went mm. out and got the jacket they didn't yeah. have to fight or nothing but but they were like their mom well, essentially they, they told prepared. you like if you have to fight you're going to mama loved her some tough love yeah because and i and the mess and i yeah she did say that it was like because when they first got they thought oh well they're not she's not gonna yell at me because like so far in our lives we've been mm. told fighting's bad and so mom, mom won't get mad at us because like, well, we we're supposed to do fight. But no, she does. She not only gets mad at the kids that lost a jacket, but she also gets mad at the eldest brother. Where it's like, like why? Why did you let him do that? Yeah, like that's your brother. He's your family. Um, and yes, it's just like it's such an interest. It's institutionalized like at such an early age, and not like on purpose. She's not the mom's not trying to make them violent, but she's trying to make it so the world doesn't just like step over these oh, yeah. these kids. Well, she didn't get mad at um Jeff when he got robbed. Did you notice that? Yeah. Well, and didn't she say didn't the kid that robbed him have a knife? I don't think he had a knife. I don't want to say he might have. I'm I not sure. I, very I remember him like he held a weapon up to him. Yeah. Which is why he like gave it to him. Maybe. I'm pretty sure that like he had a knife. He probably could have. And I, maybe it's a lapse in memory. It's a. Vi- um, it was one of the very first stories. Yes, it's like it's the, like third, the third, third story. One, yeah. So like, but I'm pretty sure he did threaten him with a weapon. Um, yeah, I remember he had a ringworm. Yeah, that was that's a little freaky. But that was weird. Yeah, but that was how he recognized them. Mm-hmm. And it w- turns out he was like one of his mom's friends' kids. Yeah. Yeah. And it just sh- you know, it just shows you like people will uh, people will act violent towards each other. It has no ill like there's no ill will. It's not because of aggression. It's just like a need, and that's the world we live in. Oh yeah. Um, which I think kind of like leads into like what's the um what's kind of like the message of this is that um 
we kind of we like to pretend that violence is just like not a part of our world or is this separate thing and is so evil but i kind of like see the main message of this book as just like um violence just it is a part of our world it always is a part of our it always has been a part of our world and like we we've just trying we just been trying to hide it um probably one of my favorite quotes from this is um America has been slaughtering one another in record numbers in what can only be described as America's secret war against itself. And yeah, that just kind of like speaks a lot to me of just like, <clears throat> excuse me, of just like, yeah, we like, we do try to like, we pretend that violence is not, is not like a prevalent thing. But if you look at America's history, like everything we've done or achieved has been because of violence. Mm-hmm. We founded this country violence a violence by kicking out the indians we we got our independence very violent country. we are we got our independence with violence mm-hmm. against the british we abolished slavery one of like the worst acts in this world with violence with mm-hmm. the civil war um it's all a matter of justifications yeah and, and i'm not saying those aren't well, yes ju- I okay I maybe know what you're saying maybe s- maybe some of them but like s- like some of those acts of violence like yes that is just like slavery should have mm-hmm. ended um, Some people are really stupid, you know. Yeah, and they deserve to get their shit kicked in. Yeah, exactly. say it. we're all adults here. Yeah, like there's there's certain points where like words, like I I am a big person. Like I don't want to hurt someone. Yes, and, and I don't think many people do. But it, it just reaches a certain point where like words aren't going to reach them. Mm-hmm. There is no way to like convince this of someone else, and like yeah. it is the only answer. And that's when a physical altercation altercation happens exactly and as a country we're pretty darn good at physical altercations yeah we've yeah <laughs> we've kind of made a habit of that um yeah, and it's bad not a good habit no uh so what about did you did you have like a because there are a lot of like messages and stuff did you have like anything like a takeaway that i guess you uh got away or like a this whole this whole book is filled with lessons uh did you have like a certain lesson so or a passage that stuck with you I really liked when it's towards the end. Uh, I don't think it's the epilogue. It's right before the epilogue. Yeah, it's and like one of the last he's, he's He's got a gun yeah. and everything. And he's like, I know if I keep this gun, I'm going to use it. So he throws it away because mm. he doesn't want to become what he has seen so many people become and have his life run by violence. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I really like the quote, and I hope I can do this justice because it is such a cool quote, and it's stuck with me, and I think it's such a powerful one that he says, uh, he goes, in an old African-American spiritual one verse runs, I'm going to lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside, ain't going to study war no more. And I, I just, I think that's such a powerful quote. That is, it. it's like a elevation in someone's ideals. They're changing from being a violent and surrounded by violence. They're, they're letting that violence run their life. And he's put it down. He's thrown the gun away. He's put it down. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That is like such like a powerful message at the end of he is, he's kind of like lived his whole life with like violence around him and all this stuff and at the very end he chooses like i'm not gonna be what the world wants me to be or like what the world has like trained me to be Mm -hmm. i'm gonna like choose my own life and i don't think 
I can see a lot of people that would like read this and think like this is like oh this is an anti-gun thing or like this is like because there's a lot of people with like second amendment rights I don't think that's what this book is talking about I think that's a completely different issue I see this more as like not just an issue about the weapon but it's more of an issue with how people think and like their mindsets going into it um this is an issue of the evolution of violence yeah. this is where we started and where we ended i I love your phrase about that because like i was also about to get into a quote with um while while reaching up for manhood they tumble over a moral and ethical principle and many can never scale their way back up mm-hmm. which is exactly like with what you were talking about is like this it's an issue that like it's an issue that comes up not not just in one day you don't just wake up one day and it's like i choose violence i choose to kill people it's an issue that will happen throughout the course of your life events will happen where you grew up how you were raised things like that and it's not an easy thing to just say like i want to be i want to be done with it i want to walk where it's well it's an easy let me refer it's an easy thing to say it's not an easy thing to do Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that he does choose, like, I'm going to try to be the better person, essentially. Yeah. Ultimately, he he becomes the better man in the end of it by putting away putting away his sword at, by the riverside. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I, can, I completely agree. Um, you completely lost my train of thought. But, yeah, um, so not only and so this book was uh rent as i said earlier in 1995 um but he talks a lot about how these lessons are not just a thing about his generation it has been a thing in generations in the past and how it will most likely and it as we have seen in our life it has been an issue that just is ever changed and it hasn't it hasn't stopped hasn't gone down if anything oh, it probably has gone up yeah well i think we have uh, as much as i love gang rap and stuff like that we have a glorification of mm-hmm. killing and whether it's in heavy metal to gangster rap uh, you can't deny that there is a glorification of taking someone's life yeah and how that holds you higher than somebody yeah. that makes you more badass that makes you <laughs> cool and like i mean it makes some good music i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna say like oh, at the same time you're a kid on you're a kid listening to that like wh- what are you gonna what are you gonna yeah. associate being cool with yeah and stuff like that especially like, like especially if you are not like to, not to be a karen or anything <laughs> but like to be a logical these darn kids they're darn like music like Satan music, Satanism. <laughs> yeah. Like I love that music, dude. Like oh, I, no, of I course. love, I love that type like, of stuff. But yeah, like, we both love like heavy metal. Like yeah. they're talking about like killing the demons and stuff. Like it, but, it makes for good entertainment. Yeah, but, but that's like think of the kid listening to that. Yeah. Think of think of a kid's ideals changing because yeah. of that, which goes to kids' ideals changing because of what they're surrounded by, mm-hmm. and that's our issue. Is and their issue too in the book. They mm. are surrounded by violence, yeah. and we are surrounded by violence. Yeah, and it's not It'll just never change, never. I think throughout human history, we will always remain violent. There is no escaping it. As much as hmm. a utopia that I want and mm. everybody wants, nobody wants yeah. anybody to die. Nobody. Um, it's just what happens in life. It, it, it death is a yeah. certainty. Um. 
but I don't believe it should be rushed along. Exactly, yeah. And so, well, I, I do agree with you where it's just like, I don't think violence could ever escape our like society or just like the way our world in general. It's just too rude, deep. But I guess probably a question would, do you think, do you think it could be lessened or do you think it could like be diminished at some point or are we just destined to always be this violent or be even more violent? Oh, that's a hard question. Yeah. So, I, know, I know it's a big moral question that I'm bringing up, but it's, so it's something that the book brings up. Personally, <laughs> I don't know if it can be lessened. Yeah. People will always find their way to, in like, access that inner personality that they have like everyone inside of us has that like we all have that that fire yeah we all have the opportunity to take someone's life or harm somebody Hmm. we all have that fire inside of us Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of controlling ourselves controlling Hmm. our rage controlling our inhibitions and everything like that we all we all have that inside of us Mm -hmm. that is built into us yeah it is inside of our dna as human beings like we are all animals we are that's that's literally we are animals um Mm. we just have cognitive like we just have a brain and like we can talk to people i don't know whatever i'm not into biology or anatomy (laughs) or anything like that but we are built to be violent creatures Mm. all we've known since the beginning is Violence. Ever since there have been a, a, ever since there have been two people on this earth, oh, yeah. they there have been fi- they have find a reason to argue and to want to oh, hurt yes. the other and one. We have a history of nomads in our yeah. life uh, and hunting. We followed the herd. Hmm. We would hunt them until they're extinct. Um, and eventually we moved to foraging, but we found that foraging wasn't a sustainable type situation we always had hunters to go along with it there was always violence involved even in mm. mo- actions of peace yeah. where there isn't killing and we're very territorial so there was back in the day very territorial mm-hmm. today extremely territorial oh incredibly yes like you go to israel and the border of israel and i want to say uh Palestine? I, I was. Oh, I didn't even think oh you were referencing that. I thought you were referencing. I'm going. I'm going deep. You were going very deep because I was about to reference like if you bump someone else's shopping cart, they'll like call you a, like uh, an I'm asshole. I'm saying like, <laughs> but no, you're you are right. Like with like bo- like the borders when we became like we became nations. We elected leaders, yes. and then since then we we protect like and these nations like they are. We're so adamant on those borders. Yeah, we we don't want people crossing them, but trying to hold back my politics here. No, I trying to trying to like not spark well, any fires. Well, we're uh, talking I mean, well, this I, is a very political It's thing. a political book and it's a political yes. issue. I mean, there's so, like, so we have these borders, okay? Hmm. We don't want anyone crossing them. But what's the point, man? The hmm. the whole we're we're all here on one mm-hmm. one planet. The entire like, the entire reason we have these borders is cuz we took them from someone exactly. else. Exactly. Yeah. Who gave you the right? Yeah. Who 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 made you to who gave you the ability to play God? Uh, our bigger gun. Yeah. Is what exactly. Gave us the ability. We had the bigger gun. Yeah. That's how USA is. Yeah. No, we have the bigger gun than almost anybody on this planet, man. Yeah. No, we we, we very much had the bigger gun than everyone. Yeah. And so and mm. so we build up this not like not just nationwide, but even bringing it back down, we build up the stigma that like we're the best in the world. Oh yeah. And that nothing uh, you know, land of the free. 
uh, greatest nation in the world. Um, Some could call it pride. Others call it ignorance. It's yeah, no, I mean it is a it is a thing. Ignorance. I it's love like, my country. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but we are so ignorant to everyone around yeah. us and to our own actions. Mm-hmm. We make a fool out of ourselves every day. Like I love my country. I love it. I'm happy to be here. But we make a mockery of our ideals, of what we supposedly stand for every single day, mm-hmm. man. Just a fool out of ourselves. Yeah, definitely. No, I completely agree. Um, I was going somewhere else with this. I'm sorry. I got so political in like two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> no, I, mean, I think that's fine. Because like the book does, it wants... The book is entirely its entire purpose is to like raise political mm-hmm. um, oh, violence and the yeah, evolution ra- of violence. Yeah, and so I guess kind of like going back to like the original question that I started this with, um, with can it be lessened? This is probably like optimistic of me, um, and a little foolish, but I, I always like to believe that it can be, and like you said, it will never totally go away. Mm-hmm. We are violent creatures. This is a violent world. That's just how we live. But I, th- and I think with, but I think with, um, more and I, when I think of it, I think more towards like street level and like cleaning up communities and going there and trying to make it so, because there is violence in everything we do, even our entertainment and the music we like. But I think we need to do a better job of showing off that like there is a difference between what you see in movies and what we listen to than what happens in the real world and i think there needs to just be a lesson of of what this book is saying that's like you don't have to be you can be a bigger man in fact it makes you a bigger man if you choose the non-violent path yeah, yeah. and i think it's the harder path that is, it is such a harder a path, harder path yeah. than beating someone's brains out yeah like like you, like you said it's such a it's an animalistic instinct yes. it is the easiest way of thinking person one did bad things so i'm going to hurt person yes. one yes it's a lot harder to walk away mm-hmm. and just to accept that this is what happened. Um, and so, yeah, and I think that's like, that is ultimately like what is the message of the book is learn how to walk away and be better than what we've done in the past. Yeah. And uh, that's his message to everybody. Yeah. That's the message to like the people he grew up with. Yeah. People who lost their lives in the book. Hmm. Or like, uh, what? What's the one guy? He, he got in a bad situation and he got shot in the back and he was a paraplegic. In the book, oh. it's the same guy he's playing checkers with. Oh, very same guy he was playing checkers with, became a paraplegic in a wheelchair and then he died. Yeah, that, um, that's such a sad story. I want to say his name is Mike. Or no, 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 it's not Mike. Mike is his mentor throughout the book, essentially. I am trying to look it up frantically because I feel terrible that I also... Fra- Wait. Because that was also such a memorable moment. moment Because it was the sad realization that that this man who had taught Jeff so much in, like, in such a small moment, this big lesson, and he's gone because his own lesson he didn't follow. And that just... That's really sad to me, you uh. know? I think it is Mike. I it think is it Mike. Is. I think so. Well, Mike I is a. Ca- I know Mike is a character, and I know they Mike gets in some stuff later on yeah. in the book. Um, 
I yeah, I'm sorry. Hey, read the book and you'll learn how and you'll learn the character's name. I'm yeah, for because exactly. I tried to look up character's name. And I'm like, I can't. I don't know who which characters connected with which story. Unfortunately, there's a lot of characters. There are, and it's it, all personal stories. Yeah, and I will say, while I love this book's message and its things, the one kind of flaw I have with it, its structure, is a bit confusing. And it might have just been for me because I was listening to, I was listening to the audio and like reading the book versus you had the I visual had a nice novel. Visual novel. So yeah. I, it probably was easier for you to keep track of like oh, where yeah. he is. Yeah. But for me, I would get confused. I'm like. Wait, is this the same character from earlier? Is this the one that you had to fight, or is this one you were playing chess or checkers with? Mm-hmm. And it's like, where are you in this life? It's have you learned this lesson? Track. Yeah, it's a lot easier because you have visual references, and you could see like, okay, he's this old, so he's already learned this lesson. And that was like my one issue with with the book is at certain at certain chapters, I would have to like stop and go back and just like, where is he in his life? Has he yeah. learned this lesson yet? Has he done this? Or, like, is he still... I think it's a very um, straightforward storyline, though. I don't hmm. think it really jumps around. Like, it's not it's not a broken story. It's not a Quentin Tarantino film. No, it's not like that. No. Um, it's... it's. I don't know. I, I think it might have just been me getting, con- like, confused where I saw something. But that is a very... For me, that's a very nitpick uh, argument. Yeah, well, yeah. It doesn't actually take away from the full story. In fact, if... I probably think the best way to, like, read this or to, like, get this is with yours, like, with mm-hmm. the visual novel version. I think it does it such justice. Yeah. And, like, the I know the artist worked, like, hand-in-hand hand with Jeff. Mm-hmm. And they, he, like, they had gone through it a while. Because I researched it after, and I was like, I, I just wanted to make sure I got everything. Yeah. Like, I wasn't reading a book that wasn't. Like, like it skips stories or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to miss out on anything. Because you know, like school and everything, I didn't want to like get a bad grade and stuff. So yeah, I, I did my research. You, you want to be prepared for this yes, podcast? Exactly. We're not. We're not amateurs. Exactly. <laughs> We've done this before. Um, <laughs> and but like, I think the comic book's so good. Yeah. Honestly, I, I mean, it's not perfect. You can't say it's anything's perfect. Nothing yeah. is. Nothing is ever perfect. But it's good. It's really well done. Um, works hand in hand with the author. It's mm-hmm. just, it does it justice. And, like, the whole epilogue is literally just the epilogue from the book. Yeah. It, there's no, like, written, like, like cartoon, comic yeah. book epilogue. It it's is just, just a normal epilogue. Yeah, it's a normal epilogue. So it has the same story. Yeah. It just puts pictures to everything. Yeah. And I think that's just... Can't uh, go wrong with that. Yeah, I think that is just, like, a much, like, like visual... I mean, me and you are, like, very much visual yes. learners. So I think yeah, that is better for us. Um, that's the broadcasting major. We literally do things visually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We make videos and stuff. Yeah. Actually, okay. this is audio, but like, you know what I mean. This yeah. is like the one thing we do audio. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, um. Kind of like last thing here is like we start wrapping up. Um. Who would, like, hey, w- I guess would you recommend this book? And then, but also like, who would you recommend this to? Like, would it be people of like your age, younger kids, old, older people, or just anyone? That's a hard question. Uh, I'd recommend the book, honestly. Yeah. I think it's a great book. Um, I'd recommend probably my version to uh, yeah. a more youthful audience mm-hmm. um, to introduce them to the book. Because like yeah. when you're a kid, you don't want to read. You exactly. Wanna. I mean, I read a lot as a kid, but also I know I know the common... Man, I'm like, I'm 21 years old. I'm almost 22. I still don't want to read. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. Like, whenever... 
like we're like you're assigned something yeah, from I'm class like, you're like uh, like i've read longer things than this and yeah. it probably is good but still ugh that's also a little hard like i think this book the, the version i have is a lot easier to maneuver your schedule with honestly because mm. i don't i'm a busy person yeah because I, I it's my my job just takes a lot of my time yeah, you know, like we, it sucks we bo- away. Like, like we I work both eleven-hour wor- shifts. Yeah, we both work, and like we're both like full-time like students yes. as well. And it, and I found myself being able to come back to this, and like skip back a page maybe. Yeah. And then instantly know where I am, like pick up because the visuals and everything mm-hmm. like that. I think that's yeah. a lot easier for people who are busy, mm-hmm. in their day, and the youth. Yeah. Like I think maybe like. Oh gosh, it says a few bad words. I mean, my parents would never let me li- read this as a kid. Um, That's a good point. Maybe like a teenager. Yeah, I'd say I think late, a teenager. Early teens, early teens to yeah. our age, like around twenty-one. Yeah, because I, I mean, I mean, at older. that at that age, uh, I mean, honestly, even before that age, your experience of those yeah, type of oh words. Oh my gosh, I I hated it as a kid when my parents would be like, "You can't watch this." I'm like, I hear this every day. I say this every day. You, <laughs> like, like you say this every day. Like my yeah, own parents say this. There's. N- it doesn't make sense. I was dropping f bombs when I was, oh gosh, eight. <laughs> like, can't stop this. Um, but that yeah, no, I I agree with you. Um, and that was a good point you made of just like probably the visual one will be better for like younger teeth and mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah, I definitely I would definitely recommend this. Um, I would recommend this book like especially towards like people of our age that are like, like specifically our age or like you're becoming eighteen or you're just now like about to start voting and affecting this world's politics and like being being an know your stuff man yeah, yeah knowing your stuff so i think it's really important to like read this book and kind of just like know what get the world another is perspective yeah get another perspective understand the world that you're going to be making decisions on i think is a very big yeah. like point we are naturally biased creatures yeah no We're it's impossible like we know this more than anything as yeah. like as media it's hard to be unbiased yeah it's like the hardest job that we have to do yeah but like the best way to do that is like read things like this where it's a different person's yes. perspective this is like i've never experienced this in my life like no. I, I would never be able to write this book i would never be able to even talk yeah like like make these stories up because like, I I have no right to be yeah. talking about that. Like, yeah, because I I have no. We balance. just have we haven't experienced things yeah, like this. Exactly. Like I've never had to live in a situation like um, Jeffrey has. Like I've never grown. I've driven near and I've been near neighborhoods yeah. where he said, but it's so different. Like living in that area and like growing up in that like hierarchy. Um, that's so different. So I think yeah, it's very important. Um, for like people who are like, I would say like. 18 to like 20 I th- it's a good book so like oh, yeah. if you're interested in it read it because like people should know about this but definitely if like you're around 17 18 or like maybe even like your 20s where like you're becoming an adult and you're gonna be like uh, affecting like the world's like politics so it's like yeah i think you should Honestly, read this and learn about this i think everyone should read it yeah. if, if, if i can retract my opinion i think everyone should read it I think everyone should because this getting another perspective is really hard in life. Mm-hmm. Like and, and books are away, but no one wants to read books anymore. Like yeah. think about it. TV is just a visual book. Think about it. Like there's no difference. Essentially. It's just telling the same story, but visually. And we are becoming a more we always been visual creatures, but mm. we have become more visual with the invention of TV and everything like that. Um but it's an important perspective. Yeah. Because 
how many white old men have <laughs> had this experience? I, damn near zero, guarantee. <laughs> and and they affect our politics just as much as we do. They are hap- They are the politicians. They are the politicians. <laughs> yeah. And the man. What I would kill for someone to get another perspective up there, yeah, uh, up in, up in the White House for another perspective with, of, I just see, of just like think about like these are like these are the people that when you make decisions when you pass bills they don't affect you. In mm-hmm. fact, you, they don't even affect me and you, Ian, they that are much. The men in the high tower. Bro. Yeah, they affect. Uh, nice reference. Yeah, see, uh, I know my media too. Yeah, they. It mainly affects people like this mm-hmm. in like poor communities. They have no. They don't know what it's like to walk in a, a mile yeah. in their shoes. Not even a foot in their mm. shoes. Like they don't. Half the people up there have never even experienced poverty. Yeah. They've never had that. That taste of that rotten apple. Hmm. And that's, it's just awful, man. Like, it's, it's such a rat la- a lack of representation. And it's so common. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so yeah. tired of old white men <laughs> <laughs> representing me. <laughs> and like everyone that I'm friends yeah. with. Like, well, we'll probably, well, honestly, that's probably like an <laughs> argument for a different podcast. Yeah, that's a, that's a little off yeah. topic. But we're, we've been, yeah, we've been going for a little bit, and that's about, uh, the, about the time that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, Ian, thank you for uh, doing this with me. I really appreciate uh, thank this. Thank you for uh, having me along. Uh, this is also my grade, so you know what? Hey, yeah. Hey, you know what? It's my grade, too. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. Woohoo. All right. Uh, so, thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, this will be us signing out. Hey, yo. Yeah.